Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the Play DNA podcast. My name is Sarah. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Damon. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we are going to be talking about spooktacular Halloween ideas for your Halloween party this week on Happy Play Halloween. DNA. Happy Halloween. Yay. <laughs> Halloween is an excellent, excellent holiday. I do like it. Yeah. Just, is it your favorite, Sarah? No. My favorite holiday is weird and no one else thinks it's their favorite holiday. Well, oh, what is it? It's President's Day, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's, it's Easter. The, and it, I don't think that a lot of people like Easter the best. Like, oh, I, I think just, Easter's probably the best. Everyone's favorite nice holiday is like, it does. That's why Nobody I like ever fights on Easter. Easter is the holiday where the least people die, I think. <laughs> I don't like know. New Year's you Day, should see my family New in the Year's kitchen. Day, Halloween, <laughs> Christmas, these are days where lots of people are That murdered. are dangerous. They're dangerous days, but <laughs> Easter, everybody's safe, I think, and I think that's pretty good. Ugh. So let's talk about games we played. What, what did you guys play this week? So we played Jaws yesterday based on How your fun. recommendation. Uh, Damon was the shark. And <laughs> myself and another person were the, the people. I will admit this. I complained the whole game. Every turn. I complained the whole game because Damon was murdering us. He's just like. She didn't think the shark was supposed to be murdering. Well, <laughs> was he stealthy? Was he just completely avoiding you guys? Is that what happened? Yeah. Like we just could not get anything done. It was He was ahead of us at all times. I didn't feel like. It just wasn't a super fun game game for me but then in the end sure. we did win like the humans won and oh then, good for you <laughs> and but then of course every, everybody's like oh you were complaining the whole time and it's like well even though we won i still don't feel like it was a fun game because i it wasn't i like games that have a back and forth i don't really like it when somebody is very clearly winning from the very beginning and it just keeps going and going and going and the interesting thing about jaws the the game is that if depending upon how the first act of the game goes, because there, there are two acts, depending on how the first act goes, if the shark was doing really well, then in act two, they get a bunch of bonuses. And similarly, if the humans were doing really well, the humans get a bunch of bonuses, which I think is kind yes. of strange. It's not like a balancing mechanic. It's like a, a king making You're doing well, mechanic. so here's, here's more special cards for you. Yeah. Well, I think... Last time we played, we caught a bad break in which they like used their viewfinder thing and found us right away. And it was like oh, the, second, no. the second move, and it was like this is no fun. They already yeah, found us, sucks. and so yeah. I think the opposite happened for us. So, but either yeah. way, I think it's not as fun. So yeah, and to be fair, this was one playthrough. I'm sure not every game goes the same way, but I do really like that there are two sides to the board. I think that they use the two sides in a really interesting way. It's kind of two games in one um, that are not entirely related to each other, and. Yeah, I, it, that was clever. I had the most amazing weekend, and we played so many. I played all new board games, which is amazing. Wow. So I got to play um, Blank Slate. We talked about that a couple episodes yes. ago for pen and paper. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was just as fun, if not more fun, than uh, just one. Yeah, I thought it was really, really fun. We got to play Cartographers for the first time, which I thought was uh, an excellent I game. I still want to play that. We played this game called Jungle Speed, which I've never played before. Jungle Speed's great. You can play that with it's a normal so deck of fun. cards, too. Oh, yeah. It, it's so fun. It, I'm horrible at it, but it, it was a lot of fun. And then um, I was at the Target, and I saw this game sitting on the shelf called Hues and Cues. So I bought it. Um, oh. That's on my wish list. Yeah. We've seen pictures of it. It looks really beautiful. 
It's beautiful, but no one liked it. So oh, no. <laughs> it looked, take caution. It looked unplayable, but I still wanted I'm to try I'm thinking, it. though, that I could get to play possibly Pantone with it after you guys have talked about Pantone. I'm pretty sure I could play Pantone. You can play Pantone with almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got like a whole board of colors and, you yeah. know, I'm but sure But does it have cards? Does it have color cards? No. Yeah, you won't be able to play Pantone. Oh, actually, it does have colored cards. Well, then you will. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then finally, I I played my very first ever legacy game this weekend, which is called My City. It's a Reiner Knizia game. I bought it at Barnes & Noble a couple weeks ago. And not knowing it was a legacy game. No, no, I did not know it was a legacy (laughs) game. Um, I highly enjoyed it because I won. Like I, you you play, uh, I think, 24 different episodes, but there's three episodes in each pack. So you play three at a time because it's just a short game. But... um, Bo, my husband, ended up hating it so much that he was, like, pouty and in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, no. That's how legacy games work. Yeah. And, um, One person has a lot of fun. Everyone else didn't – I mean, Glenn seemed to like it, but everyone else was just like, eh. And then now we have, like, you know, at least seven more envelopes to go, and <laughs> I don't know if anyone will play the rest of it, which is unfortunate, yep. but it was, a, it was a pretty good game. So, yeah, first ever legacy. It was really interesting. So. Yeah. Oh, and then my favorite game this week – which I almost forgot to bring up was Niagara. If anyone's really interested in playing I like really a water, I really like Niagara. Although I really like the way the board turns into like a a waterfall. It's so fun, and it's got gems in it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love gems so much. It made the whole game, and these these little canoes and buoys. Oh my gosh, I just loved that game so much. Anyway, <laughs> loved it. I want to buy Niagara now. And you use the box to play. Like you set it on top of the box to create the waterfall. Oh, that's yeah. just cool. so much fun. Yeah, the, the that's really box cool. The box is used in a really interesting way that most games don't do and they should uh, to make it more like a 3D fun surface. I don't know why more games don't do that. I'm not as into gems. so <laughs> Yeah, like any game with gems I'm like enthralled with, but that's <laughs> beside the point. Um, so we're going to talk about Halloween games this week. Yes. Do you guys have any traditional Halloween games you play every year? We don't. Usually, I don't think we've ever played a board, one. Only one year we played a board game. And it was a little kids glow in the dark vampire board game, but uh, <laughs> and it was, that was great. But the game was terrible, so I'm not going to recommend that. But uh, we usually play video games, not not board games. Yeah, our our Halloween traditions are usually either a video game or a movie. Because so. it's supposed to be genuinely scary, right? Which is and as we discussed in the horror episode, however long ago, it's hard to make a board game scary. Yeah. Whereas making video games scary scare the pants off you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to make a board game that's scary. Um, a lot of the ones I wrote down, I don't think are scary, but I just think they're kind of fun thematically, um, and I think they're good just for to like getting into a certain mood. Um, I would definitely say Mysterium is my number one. Oh yeah, that's fun. I think Mysterium is great, and Mysterium is is not scary at all, but. One person does play a ghost who is trying to communicate to everybody else how they were murdered, and they do that communication through these Dixit-style cards, just beautiful cards with really complex artwork. So trying to communicate without having a voice, and it's just... It's really fun. It's really easy to get into the mood and, you know, play play along with it thematically. Yeah. We pretty much always play Fearsome Floors, like... It's like our Halloween tradition <laughs> game. I wouldn't say it's a great game, but it's kind of funny. There's like a monster and it's chasing people. And like if it sees you, it goes 
I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly how the game works, but everyone's on the board and it's cooperative game. So oh, I don't think it's cooperative. Uh, I can't remember. But the monster, if it sees you, it starts going towards you and you Wait, don't you, want it to go towards you. You played every year and you don't know if it's a cooperative game? I can't remember. Once a year is not enough. <laughs> but there is a monster and the monster looks pretty gnarly. And he like stands up and he's got this little cardboard like mummy, kind of mummy-ish looking, zombie-ish looking arms that go out, you know, mm-hmm. as he's chasing you. I don't know. I like that game. <laughs> I mean, it's not the best game, but it's pretty fun. And everyone can play it because it's like. It plays a lot of people, so. Yeah. yeah. Fears and Floors is by the designer Friedman Fries, whose all of his games are games which only have, they Fs. only start with Fs, yeah. and they only use the color green. And, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, he's very, very, very specific, uh, and they're all very family-friendly, so anybody can play. <gasps> family-friendly. Oh, oh, maybe that's where the origin that's of that newest term comes game. from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to talk about his newest game in a later podcast, because it's amazing. I think Murder in Hong Kong is another really good one. Yeah. For Halloween. Um, great social deception deduction game. Can play a bunch of people. And just generally creepy because it's about murder and you're talking about various ways that somebody could have been murdered. Um, I like that one. And we played this great exit game that would be pretty good for Halloween. And it's only... For, you know, however many people. I think that the exit games are pretty good for two or three. After that, I feel like it gets a little crowded around, you know, the tiny little components. But um, Abandoned Cabin, the exit game Abandoned Cabin is really good. I've played that one and yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a we good one. A I don't like time it. With- you don't like it? Mm, oh. I don't. There was one, though, with like a haunted mansion that would be just as appropriate for Halloween. It was like it had yeah, like this unlocked demonic... Haunted- Book or something. Yeah, in it. unlock the haunted mansion. I like exit the abandoned cabin. I do not. Oh, I thought I thought I remembered you liking that one. No, I don't like the exit games. I don't like exit Pharaoh's tomb or whatever. I don't like abandoned <laughs> cabin or the lab or I don't like the exit games. I, I think I like the principles behind them, but I don't think Inca Brand is the right designer for me. Yeah, un- unlock is generally better for us. We like the unlock games. I also wrote down, I wrote down so many, but I also wrote down this one that I love for Halloween called Broom Service. <laughs> so instead of room service, you have witches and the witches are coming to pick up potions and then they drop off potions at different locations and whoever drops off like the most expensive potions and gets back like wins the game. And- yes, I remember that game. That was, it, it's definitely not scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's got witches in it. And yeah, yeah, rooms. it's actually quite cute. It's like a really yeah, nice, cute. colorful board and the potions look nice. Yeah, that was a fun one. I enjoyed that one. I, I I didn't like actually pick games that were scary. I just picked games that were like, I don't know, that had like a theme that's close to Halloween, like witches. Or, yeah, 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 I don't know. totally. <laughs> I, I did too. Um, I did write down the mind because again, I feel like it kind of, kind of get you in the mood and it's like a little bit of a creepy factor but it's not actually scary at all um i just saw at the game store yesterday a version of the mind but it's like a reverse like it's called the mind extreme have you guys seen this no (laughs) it's basically the mind but in reverse and you only have like a second to put your card down like you have like half the time to put your card down or whatever like give a timer wouldn't reverse be you pick up the cards no being that you have to count down from 100 oh yeah I was like nine ninety nine for this. I could probably just play the regular version. Yeah, that's yeah, the like, exact that's the same, same game. game. <laughs> I know it, it's extreme. <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> All you're paying for is the 
the rule book, which is probably only one page long, half I mean, a page. If you need to play the mind and the mind extreme simultaneously, you're going to uh, yeah, need Yeah, okay. I guess that's true. Maybe you can throw the cards between you. I also have this very special version of Spyfall that I made for Halloween. Oh, years ago. nice. That has just like creepy locations instead, but you could easily make this at home if you had like a bunch of like flashcards. So we had, we have locations like the dungeon, uh, like a harvest festival, different locations you'd find in fall and or like creepy things like Dracula's castle or stuff like that. And it's also fun because it's like Spyfall, but with creepy locations instead or not all of them are creepy like the fall festival isn't creepy but more like autumn themed yeah like a graveyard like what's one of the locations well i think that's a great idea that's cool (laughs) yeah spyfall is actually surprisingly easy to customize i guess because all you need to do is print out a list of locations for each person yeah like the whole thing i wrote down a few things that i have not played but i am really interested in um, one, I'm interested only because it's so ridiculous, um, but it's called A Wraith, A Game of Eldritch Contortions, <laughs> and it's, it's like a, it, it has Lovecraftian themes, but you're basically playing a game of Twister. <laughs> oh gosh, that sounds fun. <laughs> so like each of the Twister spots is a location and you need to touch certain locations to get certain objectives done. And like multiple people have to touch the same location at the same time to get things done. I don't really how know how it works, but I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. It, it sounds kind of awesome. So yeah. Uh, and then one that Damon has been talking about for a while that we have not played yet. And it's actually, I don't think they're even selling it right now. It would be pretty hard to get a copy, but it's a game called Witness. And Witness is based on a comic book called Blake and Mortimer. It's a deduction game. It has to be played with four people, no more, no less. And it gives you 64 cases that you can solve. So it's got like ton of content but the game is just each character has this booklet and each person has a certain amount of information regarding the case and during play you can whisper information to the other people around the table but everything has to be communicated via whisper and so it's kind of got a telephone aspect to it um but then at the end, you're all trying to kind of solve the case with the information that you've whispered to each other and kind of putting it all together. Um, it just sounds, to me, it sounds like a better version of those murder mystery parties that you can get in a box because I've always wanted to enjoy those murder mystery parties. And I feel like it's kind of hard to get them right because everybody needs to be like so in it. Like they need to be really invested and they need to want to act because otherwise people are just yelling random facts they're like you know you know what i mean <laughs> i know you like exactly sit what you down mean. for dinner and they're like hey guys hey i saw somebody in the garage yesterday and then somebody else is like oh well i saw somebody in the park yesterday oh well <laughs> this person had a birthday party and i was not invited and it's just like none of them are related <laughs> to each other you know it's like they're not having a conversation it's just like people have this one thing they're allowed to say and they just kind of yell it <laughs> i agree i agree so it's never like never worked quite right for me although i love the idea 
think the idea is super fun. And actually, Sarah, do you remember that murder mystery party you had? Yes, it was a disaster. No, it was so much fun. But you what? can well, you can say why it, you can explain why it was a disaster from your side. But we didn't oh. we didn't know there was any problem. I thought it was like extremely fun. Are you talking about which one are you talking about? The first one I did or the second one? Because I did like a couple and I don't remember the which one, one where to. Stephanie was the murderer. Oh yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I invited my friend William from college and um and my friend Emil from college. And they thought it would be fun to just, like, pretend to be the murderer. So they were also murdering people. And it, like, ruined the whole what? game. And everyone was like, "Oh, Why who's killing people? That? Oh, well, I definitely didn't know that was happening. Yeah, it was sad. He ruined the game. That's he didn't awful. mean to. He thought it would be more fun. but No, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. But basically, the- so, so what she did is she, like, blacked out her entire house. So there's no light if all the lights were turned off. And then... After a certain amount of time in the party, all the lights would go off, and then whoever was the murderer was supposed to tap somebody on the shoulder, and when the lights came on, that person was supposed to be dead on the floor. And it was, like, really fun and interesting. (laughs) But then, yeah, apparently somebody was, like, faking being the murderer. But then also, like, Stephanie, the person who was a murderer, was a terrible actress, so we knew immediately. Immediately that she was the murderer. Yeah, we knew immediately she was the murderer, but it was still, I don't know, I thought it was so much fun. Anyway, Witness sounds really fun. It sounds like kind of a version of that, like a murder mystery party. I had also written down Fury of Dracula, because it's Mm Dracula-themed and vampire-themed, and I think it's very Halloween-esque. It's definitely the the best vampire game. Yeah. And then I also wrote down Mansions of Madness, just because I think it's kind of a creepy game. I mean, it's not scary, but... You're fighting, like, cultish people inside the mansion and or creatures from the deep and or other creepy things. And it's like a haunted house, so I figured it would work for Halloween-themed parties. Yeah. It's definitely one of the traditional ones. Yeah. That's all I – I mean, those are the ones I wrote down. Do you guys have any other ones? Uh, I went by – instead of by genre, by, like, specific monster. Oh, good idea. (laughs) Like, the best best vampire game is Fury of Dracula, definitely. And um, the best ghost game is Mysterium. And Zombies, Dead of Winter is probably the best zombie game. But mm. I really oh, yeah, don't for like sure. Dead of Winter. I don't think it's that great myself. Respect what it can accomplish. I think actually the best zombie game is probably Zombies with three exclamation points. Uh, which was the first zombie game I ever played. and comes with a bunch of these little plastic zombies. And... Uh, and that's like it. You're just moving from location to location, fleeing zombies. Mm. It's very, very simple. There's nothing to it. It's just zombies. The exclamation points sell it. <laughs> <laughs> very easy for everybody. Um, I think the best Lovecraft game is Elder Sign. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I'm willing to play Elder Sign. I'm not usually willing to play the other ones. Yeah. Um, but I like I like Elder Sign um, because it's very simple. It's just rolling dice, yep. little eldritch symbols on the dice, and um, it's like a, a miniature version of Arkham Horror. Um, that plays a lot faster and a lot easier and a lot more straightforward and a yeah. lot more push-your-luck stuff. Best werewolf game, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Yep. Not One Night Ultimate Alien, not One Night Ultimate whatever, just The one original night ultimate, Just One Night, one ultimate, night ultimate, ultimate Werewolf. werewolf. If you want really? a game, not a toy. I, I can't stand that game. I, I refuse know. to play it. <laughs> but I, I can understand why other people like it. I just refuse to play it anymore. I think it's so. still yeah, the best I think the, werewolf the game. base game is, is fun. It's quite enjoyable. It's very, yeah. very fast. You can finish it in five minutes. In fact, you have to finish it in like three minutes. Yep. So it's very, very fast. If you don't like it, 
you can walk away in less than five minutes. Yeah. And you don't have to do that anymore. So I think there's no reason not to try One Night Ultimate Werewolf. It's all run by an app. There's no moderator. It's very, very quick. Uh, it's all very straightforward. So uh, there's also an Alien game. Uh, even though it has nothing to do with Alien, and I, you can't legally say it has anything to do with Alien. Uh, Nemesis. Oh, is a yeah. game, uh, and this is not an easy game. Most of these games are easy, family-friendly. Anybody can kind of play these games. Yeah, Nemesis, um, is, Nemesis is not that. Nemesis involved. Is, yeah, Nemesis is going to be long and grueling and hard to play, but um, Nemesis was originally designed as a replication of the movie Alien. Uh, then they lost the rights, or if they ever had them, which they probably didn't, and ended up publishing it as Nemesis, which is obviously Alien, but not allowed to be called Alien. <laughs> And so you're on the not Nostromo fighting the not alien. There may or may not be an alien queen. Uh, you as the player or players are sort of semi-cooperative. So each one of you has a, a individual goal, but also a collective goal to mm-hmm. you know, survive and and um, not be killed by aliens. But um, but you all also have an individual goal. And some of those goals are kind of strange, like blow up the ship. Yeah. Probably a lot of different ways actually to blow up the ship. Um, so it's kind of like a bunch of schizophrenic people all trying to fight an alien. But uh, overall, as far as like movie monster things go in terms of board games, uh, I think it does a very good job of replicating sort of the alien feeling. And it's this amazing mechanic where you, if you get infected by the alien, you won't know. And then to find out, you have to go to a scanner and slide your little scanner card into this scanner device, mm-hmm. um, which is just one of those little uh, red plastic sleeve things mm-hmm. but it's really really fascinating like just in a mechanical construction but also in the feeling that you might be infected with the alien while you're playing the game and you don't know because you've got these infection cards in front of you that might or might not actually have an alien on them yeah but you can't see uh the alien on a card which is just like a fun psychological trick yeah so uh i wish the game was simpler <laughs> That's a good one. I wish there was was actually less trader mechanics in it, but yeah, if you're looking for a heavy, creepy game, this is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably not going to scare you, but maybe I don't know. You'll get a a lot of playtime out of it, though. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I also want to see Shadows in the Forest because I I really enjoy Shadows in the Forest. Shadows in the Forest. Spooky, and it has a spooky atmosphere. Apparently, kids get super scared by it sometimes. They get scared in the dark. Yeah. End of the little creatures. Oh, they do? I mean, I would be. Oh, the little creatures are so cute. They yeah. are cute. Well, not without their faces, though. <laughs> That's, That's true. You can take their faces off. That's a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> I would argue you can make any any game like a Halloween game. <laughs> I've, I've made so many games just Halloween-themed. Like, Time's Up, Title Recall, you can just make all the titles horror movies. Yeah, or if yeah. you play Letter Jam, you can just say, oh, let's make all of them creepy creatures, like, Dracula, or I don't know, you could do something like that with Letter Jam, you know, yeah. anything like just one. We made a, we had an entire just one game last year, which, which was Halloween themed, like just Halloween words. Yeah. So, no, that's fun. That's really fun. So, there is actually, here's a game that I just thought of that is actually kind of vaguely spooky Serpent's Tongue. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but Serpent's Tongue is a game where you, um, you have a deck of spells and you have to speak the spells out loud as you play them um, oh, to perform actions. That's a really mm-hmm. cool game that would work, I think, mm-hmm. really well on Halloween. Yeah, definitely. But that's a different one from the witch game, right? The witch game. And the box was really cute. It came in a, like a book that you opened, is like that, a book. Is that Wicked Witch's Way, or is that a different game? Yes, that sounds 
that sounds right. But that was that another was fun Halloween one. Game. It was a good yeah. witch game. And and you definitely had to read spells out loud in that one. Yeah, that's probably my favorite witch game of all the witch games. Yeah, you missed witches on your list. Yes. So there witch, you go. Witch games. Wicked witches way. Well, yeah. I think we should throw the Ouija board in. I would never play it, but it's a creepy I've never game played and- a Ouija board, so I, I want to try one. I want to experience the Ouija board. I get the feeling if I played a Ouija board, it would just be nonsense, but... It would be nonsense. But it's supposed to spell things. Yeah. We did watch a really great video of uh, somebody at their breaker box, and there's text that said, my daughter is upstairs playing the Ouija board, and they started messing with the breaker box, and you can hear all these little girls screaming upstairs. (laughs) So great. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Poor girl. He's scarred for life. But... That so That's the experience I want. It was so funny. Whatever, whatever that feeling is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, as it ins- I was inspired by this. I'm now designing a scary game. I'll test it out soon. We'll see yeah, if it I have a theory that this might be. It might be possible to create a scary game. My previous An theory actually was, scary. Right. Game. My previous theory was it is impossible to create a scary board game because of the mechanics of board games requiring you to know everything ahead of time. Right. If you know everything ahead of time in a scary movie or in a scary video game, then it's not going to scare you. Right. Because you can see it coming a mile away because you read the rules and you have to do it to yourself. Right. And so I was like, well, the only way to create a scary board game then would be to implement those mechanics. Somehow you have to create the sense of the unknown. Yes. Um, And so I think I figured it out. It's kind of, I mean, we've crossed a lot of genres to do it. You had to cross over a bunch of things, deductive, inductive reasoning games and escape rooms and pattern finding picture games. You take a lot of different ideas and mix and match them. And I think it is, now I think it's possible to create a scary game. I think it's a great idea. It's a good start. So we'll see if that. To to be continued. We'll see if that. that works. But this was inspiring in terms of design. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that's a good list of games. That's a ton of games. Um, you will find a list of these games in the podcast notes below, or you can find the podcast notes on our website, which is playdnapodcast.com. As usual, if you uh, have some games that you love for Halloween and you want to tell us about them, please email us. You can also find that on our website. Yeah, that's that's what we had. So have a spectacular Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. And... Uh, Definitely play safe. Very safe. (laughs) Play often, and we will see you next time.